So, uh, big weekend this weekend, Alex. One, one, some, some might say the most epic weekend in nerddom. Uh, could have been. Yeah. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Something was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And something else was great. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you find out what it is. Perfectly balanced. Or actually. <laughs> as all things should be. <laughs> or you could have just, you could just listen to the other episode we recorded and then you would know. Yeah. But, but we're going to pretend you haven't listened. You know what the two epic things are. Unless you're listening to this like a year from now and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What came out at that? We didn't, they didn't say the date. Like, you know, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we had both uh, Endgame and the Game of Thrones premiere. Yes. Um, I'm assuming we're kicking it off with Endgame box office news. This is, I mean, you know, we cover news every week, but this is, this is historic news. Like it's historic. not, and I don't even like, that's not hyperbole. This is monumental. This is absolute insanity. What, what would the total take was 1.2 billion, right? 1.222 billion. Oh, three, two is that yeah. is monumental. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, re- the reason I know is because the estimate was 1.2 and then it went up from the estimate by 22 million. So if you chopped off that one in the front and john carter just made the two 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 and it's opening weekend <laughs> we'd be on like john carter four by now it's very true it's <laughs> that is that is not a false statement actually um uh but yeah. uh but so, yeah what was in second for opening weekend actually captain marvel she leapfrogged like all the new releases after she came out because people no 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 but the biggest opening weekend ever oh Biggest opening weekend, number two, is Infinity War. With? Uh, domestic was 257. Okay. Worldwide, and this is an apples to orange comparison because worldwide it did, uh, I believe, 670. Okay, but it didn't open as, as widely? It, it didn't have China. You add China in that, and it's 820. But it's still two. It's still only two-thirds of what the Endgame yes. made. Right. Which is why this is monumental, is that it's there's never been a spanking of the number one to this degree, both domestically and worldwide, ever. Like, people were saying, like, there's not enough seats to reach 300. That's like saying that there's, you know, a, a third of the, the or like 20% of the theaters is empty. One of the theaters in Madison, where we record, mm-hmm. had a showtime every 30 minutes from 10 a.m. through the entire I'm, day. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, they had stories about how like theaters were staying open 72 hours for the whole weekend to get as many screen. I mean, that shit just doesn't just happen, you right. know? Um, but the fact it, it did 866 uh, foreign. And it did 356 domestic. The fact that it beat the previous record by 100 million is absolutely astonishing. And then the fact that it's almost at a billion outside of the U.S. is, I mean, this, this, I, I've said it before, this could be the Avatar killer. We don't know yet. That's 2.7 billion. It's going to depend on legs. Yes. And I'm not comfortable enough. St- if this hits... Two billion or is very close by the end of business on Sunday. This has a pretty good chance of beating Avatar. It would have to it would have to kind of collapse if it's not at two, you know. But I mean, it has stiff competition with John Wick, Pikachu, um, 
I feel I feel like I'm missing a third. Pikachu oh, is coming. Oh up. wait, that's Aladdin. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. See, that's funny. Disney is just going to make too much money this year. Well, they Congrats actually to them, but they cannibalize themselves though because they just stack these. They have like a new release every month. It's. It, I mean, if you have a massive hit like this, Aladdin's just taken away from money from your real winner. I think they'll do fine. I think yeah, overall they, they make money more. They money. will. But um, I mean, I, it's almost a foregone conclusion that this is beating Titanic. Like this is, it's almost a certainty that this is number two worldwide and domestic. So instead of the ladies going to see it 735 times, it's just the nerds that are going to go see it 735 times. Well, the interesting thing is like the domestic, like the, the demographic like breakdown in this, it's basically 50-50 men and women. Okay. And, you know, it basically breaks down, like, as far as, like, race, it basically breaks down as to what the what? populations are in the U.S. So, Makes I mean, it's, sense. So it's, it's pretty fucking nuts. It is nuts. Yeah, they've done a really good job at making money. <laughs> well, it's, it's, the, it's, it's a cultural event. Everybody needs to go and see how this ends. Right. If you're not a fan of one character, you're a fan of another. And on that note, by the way, I fucked up the the intro again. Our topic today is where does Marvel go from here? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> mention that. Yeah. But yeah, we're Marvel. We're, st- we're apparently we're taking a break from Marvel. After this. Alex has said. Yep. He's okay. Yep. I mean, well, everything has been. If they come out with news, we discuss the news. But as far as like topics nope, and movies. No, news, no Marvel news. Oh, okay. Nope. I could do that. I mean, that'd be fine. I mean, we'll just won't have a very big news section. <laughs> 80% of all news is Marvel. <laughs> it's news. crazy how much they dominate even the news cycle. Yeah, it's I really know. nuts. But um, yeah, I mean, we can get off of that topic. It's just crazy. I just, I'm floored. I'm right. absolutely floored by this. And it's not even that I'm like a Marvel fan. It's just. This, it is. It, this is history. It is history. I mean. I mean, can you think of a movie getting close to this for opening weekend? No, but inflation plays a factor, I guess. I would guess. There's always sure. There's always that argument. And that's it's not. It's fine. I mean, it's not wrong. It doesn't lessen to me what they've done. But I can I can imagine like old school days, people lined around the fucking block. I mean, that's like, you know, it took effort. To deal with that shit. I believe that this might be adjusted for inflation, the biggest opening I think it sold the most tickets. Yeah. Right. But but again, it's the marketing's different. Ticket purchasing is different. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There there are advantages and disadvantages. Like right now, like I've always said, none of those old movies had to deal with theater quality entertainment in your household, streaming, video games, cable, uh, the internet, YouTube. Right. I mean, the things that are vying for people's attention and money and dollars is vastly more diverse. Right. So it's apples to oranges. It will forever be apples to oranges. But we got our first uh, casting news for Tom and Jerry. And what is that casting news exactly? Chloe Grace Moretz ah, is going to play the human mom. I did mom. see that. She's playing the mom. She's playing Wasn't like, it like the, an old lady with a broom. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so they're fucking this up already. Yeah. I mean, was there any doubt? Really? I yeah, mean, it's a Tom true. and Jerry movie. Like, nobody's going to give this the time of day. <laughs> I mean. If it looked good and it sounded like it was good, I'd mm. be kind of excited for a Tom and Jerry I mean, I'd movie. check it out. That's. I right. mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I'm going to see it just because I'm a fucking idiot and I see everything. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, 
there is something to be said about Hollywood in general. Um, they kind of just push the old people out, you know? I mean, people like to decry like the CW shows because it's just a bunch of young, pretty people. That's Hollywood. I mean, this was a perfect chance for Meryl Streep to get her 15th Oscar. Yeah, no. that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> Meryl Streep could have done it. We, we should have started that. I mean, we did. Meryl Streep and Tom and Jerry. Uh, and then um, we got our first look at Dr. Robotnik. Oh, my goodness. Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog live action film. It looks so stupid. His look as Dr. Robotnik. Are you fucking kidding me? It reminds me of like what Brian Singer would have done with a with a Sonic movie. Oh, because you can't have the you can't the costumes. Be you can't be cartoony and fun in a Brian Singer movie. You got to be dark and serious, dark leather. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he's I mean, he's got the goggles, and he's got the red suit, but he's not fat and his mustache isn't ridiculous and I I feel like Dr. Robotnik was bald. Didn't he have like like the whole yeah, like, horseshoe like, thing? No, he had like hair coming out. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He doesn't have that. He's got the standard like 2019 like hard part. He's got the like, he almost looks like he did like me, myself, and Irene. Right. Or yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, another movie that we're going to judge off of one single picture. <laughs> Two pictures. We did see that Sonic. Oh, leak. that's right. Yep. That's all Hopefully we need. They're fixing that. <laughs> So uh yeah, that's there's that is it is it possible that they purposefully leaked that so they could get a reaction and then fix it if it was shit on by everyone? I don't think that this movie movie has enough budget okay. to fix that. Got it. Detective Pikachu, last thing for the news, really slow week. I mean it's almost like people are just avoiding endgame even with their news. Right. Um but uh, Detective Pikachu is actually getting good uh, reactions on social media um, from looks first grade. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be fun. We'll I would see. agree. I mean, I, I'm still not 100% sold on the idea of like Deadpool is Pikachu, you know, but I'll get over it. Yeah, it's going to be good. It'll be fine. It'll be a fun time. Uh, is that it for news? That's really it for news. There's There wasn't shit this so week. So I've got one trailer to discuss. Oh, Have what's you that? seen the trailer for 21 Bridges? 21 Bridges? No, I haven't. Pause it up. Looks like we're going to take a break. I don't, I realized I was going into like some sort of accent. So Alex just watched the 21 Bridges uh, trailer. It looks pretty fucking good. My reactions were, oh, hey, wait, what? <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I should have just recorded myself listening to yeah, it. Yeah, we really should have. It's uh, It's got um, Chadwick Boseman, J.K. Simmons, Keith David is yeah, in there. Taylor Keith. Kitsch is in there. Oh. John Carter, yep. um, who needs a comeback. <laughs> He's still he's, he's been trying for a while. He's still Hollywood reeling. said, get out. He's still reeling from that summer of Battleship and John Carter. Oof. But I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, it looks great. It's produced by the uh, the Russo brothers, directed by Brian Kirk, um, who directed some episodes of like Penny Dreadful. This is his first major motion picture. They're giving him a chance, which I, I, I like. I like that the Russos are like, hey, we got our start in TV. We're going to give a TV director a shot. Yeah. Um, this is a stacked cast. Right. Looks awesome. It does. It's got it has that like you can like you start bobbing your head to the rap music that's yes. playing. 
man. And yep. it's got that like gangsta vibe to it. But, you know? uh, but I mean, I'm excited because I love Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I love J.K. Simmons. These guys are great. So and I'm a big Keith David fan. He's great. From like, yeah, the old John Carpenter movies and shit. Well, and uh, you know, I mean, he was the voice of Goliath and Gargoyles. So, oh, there I you mean, go. He'll always have a special place <laughs> in my heart. But yeah, so it looks like the premise is there's cop killers, Chadwick Boseman, like his dad was a cop who got killed or something, and they shut down the city, a la Batman style to stop anyone from entering or exiting i like that as a premise yeah yeah uh yeah now i'm second guessing if he actually is the voice of (laughs) (laughs) all right well we'll fact check that yeah we're gonna fact check that he was the guy in they live that fought roddy piper for five full minutes that i do on that i do know (laughs) he's also in the nice guys oh and he was great in that He's, he's, he's great. just great. He's yeah. just great. Yes, he was the voice of Goliath. Right. Okay. I feel Everyone I feel better. Everyone breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, by want... the way, you were, fact check your last week comment, Hannah, series on Amazon. That I confirmed. Are you just going to fact check it now on the show since since you have it up? You're, uh, it's you're, not Hannah. It must be Anna. You're going to find a movie. Anna. It's Anna. Anna? It's Anna. It's a 2019 movie. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So I'm getting fact checked on my. I said Hannah or Anna. So we're actually technically both right. So what the fuck is Anna then? Anna's the movie that okay, I thought well, looked badass as fuck. I'm going to have to watch a trailer for Anna. Let's do a pause right now. <laughs> trailer time impromptu. Yeah. So Anna looks like an, the next iteration of the Lady John Wick kind of yes. action movie. It does look pretty badass, though. I think it looks even better than uh, what was that? The one? Charlize one. The Charlize one. I never one, saw yeah. that. I didn't either. I'm still going to check it out. I do really like uh, Luke Evans. He's in there. Luke Evans uh, is in Cillian it. Cillian Murphy. So, yep, yep. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Was that yep. who I saw? Yep. Uh, yeah, it looks good. So, yeah, yeah I, I was wrong. That action looks pretty cool. It does. Now, here's where this is where I get the sexist. I'm a hate women comments, but here's where these are tough for me. Mm. Like this is like a little skinny chick and mm. she goes into this restaurant in the trailer and just whoops the fuck out of all these like big dudes. She does have guns. She does have guns, but she's also fighting. She from what I can remember, I mean, in what we, what we just saw, she's using mostly weapons. Okay. There's very few, like, punches. And she still she goes, still gets knocked around. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also, it's a movie. It's a movie. Right. But, I, but that's where we, if you guys want to listen to our conversation on why female superheroes don't often work. That's or Jackson's. Or why they fuck them up. That's Jackson's that's one of my stances. Sy- yeah, that's one of my synopses of why it's tough. Because it's a dude movie. Right, Anna is a dude movie. Yeah, generally it's towards the male audience. That's who. That's who. You're, yeah, you're, maybe you'll get some more females in there because it's a female hero or whatever. Right, but in general, like there is something you do have to rework your brain a little bit to accept that chick kicks all these dudes asses whereas when it's like keanu reeves i mean he just look at the guy but also i mean, I mean we, you know he's just all brawn and but this is badassery. where I, I look at these ladies or this lady and i these say ladies. like these ladies um <laughs> well i say like she's clearly a trained individual and these i mean maybe they are bodyguards but i feel like when you get an assassin versus like a trained bodyguard i mean 
there's one of these dudes who who does this for a living, like to kill people. Right. So, I mean, I feel like assassins are probably better at their That's jobs. fine. But if a, if three big dudes grab her. Right. She doesn't have the muscle mass. Most, I mean, there are most, physical most attributes. dudes don't have a chance right. to. Well, right. To, well, no, but three, but it, but three the, people but grab anybody. But it's a little the, the best assassin male versus the best assassin female in a fight. Right. Well, I mean, we're getting into the whole like, you know, why don't women play men's sports? And it's right. because there's certain things that the male body, especially like a professional athlete can Correct. do. But I mean, there are things like in assassin work that bridge the gap, you sure. know, with yep. like knives yep. and guns and whatnot. So so all I'm saying is all I'm saying is you watch the trailer. It looks fucking badass, but I'm just I'm just putting it out there. As you know, if you guys think you're going to get this lady, John Wick, there are aspects you need to think about. Well, it's it's one of those things where I've always I mean, we're spending so much time. On I mean, this. it's I an interesting believe. topic, though. I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. It's just the thing that I've always thought about these is that you need to find a way to make it believable. And it, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, like the fact that John Wick is so good. I've I've often said is is a little unbelievable. Like oh, of you're course. you're a human. It's not realistic. You're right. Yeah, right. So I mean, you're a human. So and it's same thing goes with these women. It's like I want to see these people like get knocked around. I want to see okay. like a broken bone. You want to see her get her ass kicked a little bit. I, everybody right. in action movies should get their well, ass kicked a little bit. And who knows? Maybe in the movie there is a scene where she just can't overpower. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she ends up the you know well, having it's one to of those, get back at someone right. for kind of putting her down because she's a woman, which would be interesting. Well, and you there's know. always the strategy of like, okay, if you're weaker, then you do like you remember the uh, Sin City. Sure. When, when it was um oh god uh little uh, uh frodo oh uh, elijah wood. Yeah, yeah elijah wood versus uh uh mickey rourke sure and it's the whole like if he can stay away he's got a chance against this right. guy okay but the second that he gets in got he's it. fucked yeah because he can't take the punch you know just in general in these action movies though it is kind of funny like the choreography issue yes where it's like it looks so cool but you're like that's not how people fight like yes not, not doesn't matter what gender the main character is. exactly it's just like okay well why don't you all three jump on john wick at the exact same time yes why do you like take turns going in yes. for punches and whatever it's and, the putty thing right yeah correct it's it's tough i that's why i like uh you remember uh old that's boy right from power rangers not from seinfeld people <laughs> yeah old boy it's been a while i need to rewatch that the first one well i mean the only one in my opinion uh when he's fighting the dudes in the hallway yes that's one of the most believable ways of doing it is because he's got a hatchet and it's it's there's only like two or three guys that can come at him at once right well that's it also worked in daredevil in a couple of exactly is is it's the whole like it's the uh, the 300 thing you have to f- funnel, funnel people right. towards you then it becomes believable Correct. or more believable Correct. but we spent way too much time on that, that. Let's never go too into, much time <laughs> let's go into shit we watched cut it if you don't like it uh <laughs> yeah i uh <laughs> famous I, last words so uh i watched um the original texas chainsaw massacre oh, again over the weekend. how was that oh it's just i mean 
it's just, just a, a delight awful thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really is like the essence of that type of movie like that right. that you know fucking uh exploitation fucked up movie i mean right. there's not much like character building it's the it, it's really the first like teenager slasher movie yep like I, everything that came after it was yeah. kind of it was ripping one of, it off. You it know? was one of the big movies, like when I was in film school, that we actually studied because it had such a massive impact. Right. Well, and it's like one of the. I bet when it came out, it wasn't nearly as you know beloved as it no, became I, over time. It, became, it was one of those things like there's something wrong with you because you like horror because of this, you right? Know? But it's very well done. Yes. I mean, as far as just like. Like the first kill in this, this guy like goes up to this house and you really don't know what's going on completely yet. Like they're kind of right. lost and he just goes up to this house. To tr- they're trying to get like gas or whatever. And he knocks on the door and like the door is open. So he kind of steps in there looking for somebody. Yep. And all of a sudden, Leatherface just pops up around the corner with a fucking hammer. Yep. Bangs him a few times on the head and drags him out. Uh, there's there's some really gruesome, disgusting shit too, and it's not that it's gory; it's just disturbing. With yes. like the final girl in this, which another the thing, final girl, right? That comes from this. Um, she gets kidnapped by the family, the, the you know the twisted, fucked up family, and mm-hmm. like they cut her hand and have like the old grandpa who's like got really bad makeup on like a prosthetic is kind of bad, but it works in the movie's favor because it's creepier. Right. Because it looks so weird. Yeah. Um, it starts like sucking the blood off her finger and then mm. the family's just nuts. Yep. And she's screaming like crazy. It's just a very like cerebral fucked up experience to yes. watch it. Um, yeah. It- really good though. You remember uh, that 70s show? Yes. Uh, They go and see that in the theater. I never saw that one. That sounds interesting. It it bothered me a little bit because Hyde did did his whole like, ah, she slept with somebody. She's a whore. She's dead. And I'm like, that trope did not exist yet. You don't get to do that. And nobody in this movie was that. Like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. This movie isn't a good example of doing that joke. on Right. Huh, that's interesting. At least I'm 90% sure it was Texas Chainsaw that it was, they saw. It's the 70s. It was the 70s, I yeah. mean, shit, at that point, I guess maybe, but that would be so early that even if anything else had come out, it's too early for that trope to exist. Yes. Like, that was kind of, that happened in the 80s. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But yeah, it's a great movie. Um, I'd give it like a, maybe an a minus but like it's it's one of those where it's it's tough because you have to you have to watch it in the mindset of when it came out um it's very effective it's creepy uh there's like no character work though like it doesn't matter it's not what the movie's about right so yeah i'll give it an a minus um yeah what did you watch anything else so i finished uh the santa clarita diet and they just canceled it did they they did oh good because i was just (laughs) saying i was I was just saying after like what happened in this last season, I'm like, this see, this show sucks balls. I just read that it that it got canceled. Like I think the characters this morning or yesterday. Drew Barrymore is one of the most unlikable people in that show. Really? She 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 blames her husband, you know, like the whole like she can bite her husband and make him immortal by making him a zombie okay. type person. Sure. But it's like, but you can only like literally you can only eat flesh you can't eat anything else you'll vomit it up okay and so like 
he's all like, I don't know if I want to do this. And she's all like, you're a terrible person and you don't know if you want to spend eternity with me. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to do this, you know, maybe we should just be done. And I'm like, you're guilt tripping your husband into eating humans. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, she's horrible. She's 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 an idiot. She just is so bad at this killing people. And like, that's the whole thing is like they kill somebody and then they got to deal with the repercussions or somebody sees something and then they got to deal with it. And it's just like this whole like they're buffoons doing this thing. But somehow they get away with it all the time. And it's just it's so frustrating to watch. And, and the humor is just awful. It's just some of the worst. So I should not check this out. Oh, it's canceled. So now I'm out of checking it out. Right. The only thing I liked, and I said it last time, the only thing I liked is like there's this little romance between the boy next door and the girl who's the daughter of Drew Barrymore and the guy from Justified. And she's great and he's great. They're the best things about the show. Their romance is the best thing about the show. Um, And also there's this uh, guy named Ron who shows up and he is a comedic delight okay he's got fantastic timing i would love to see a series just about him but they won't do it because i mean this got canceled so and it had drew barrymore <laughs> well, it's funny that it got canceled because i've heard of this like yeah. this isn't a show in like the space that i would watch something right you know but i've still heard of it so i'm surprised it got canceled it's just it's not good it's like I suppose if you like like two and a half men type humor. I do like two and a half men. Or like Big Bang Theory. If you like those, you okay. might like it. So it's like sitcom-y, very it's sitcom-y. very sit like, but so but just. But not like clever un- sitcom. No, not no. clever sitcom. No. Like, like two and a half men, like season 12 or whatever. Right. Well, even like two and a half men when it's good, it's not Seinfeld or Frasier or The Office. Or- it, it was always, to me, it was always shit. Okay. I don't like it. I like Charlie Sheen. Doesn't mean I like the show. Yeah. His one liners like make the show worth watching to mm-hmm. me, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my watches. Uh, in keeping with the theme of the exploitation fucked up hillbilly cannibal redneck boy oh boy i watched the original the hills have eyes as well i have not seen the original so it's a ripoff of texas chainsaw massacre yeah west craven's ripoff of Mm. texas chainsaw massacre not nearly as good okay and it's funny because you like i just said about texas chainsaw it's very simple Mm -hmm. you know whatever but whatever they were doing there you know, whether it be just the the way it's shot, the editing, whatever, right. works great in that. This is not the same. Um, this one is about the this family that they go out into Nevada looking for like a silver mine or something, and they end up on like a nuclear testing ground where mm-hmm. the car breaks down and there's these like radiation yeah. caused, you know uh cannibal fucking uh it's a uh, nice neat premise yeah i mean <laughs> the premise isn't bad um what do you call the the what do you call it when uh you have sex with your own family members incest what? incest incestual family right correct. yeah yeah so they're they get tortured and grabbed by this one one of the dudes grabs a baby uh to like take it back and eat it and like talks about the the fatty the fatty meat of the baby and shit and and here we thought that jason voorhees was just awful or or michael myers it's so funny that is true 
it is true. Like what, like how could anyone think they're just awful? Um, one notable person in this movie that people might recognize, uh, would be Michael, uh, fuck. I'm spacing on his last name. Ironside. Michael, no, Michael Berryman. He's kind of the freaky looking dude. He's been in a bunch of movies and shit. Oh, right. Like yeah. uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nasty. Yeah. Or whatever. Yep. Look him up. Yeah. But he's the one who steals the baby. And, uh, Boy, is he just a treat to look at in a fucking movie. I feel bad for him because it's like you're so typecast, you know? Right. And he actually, like, I don't think he's bad. He's Mm. pretty good, you know? But, it, it, you know, it's it's a blessing and a curse for him, right? Right. Because, you know, somebody noticed him somewhere and said, hey, we need a sick, demented cannibal character. Yeah. Come on, come on down. I'm sure it's like that Tyrion thing of like, you know, wear your weakness as an armor and it can never be used to hurt you. Correct. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that's probably what it is. Fuck, I should have done this last. That would have been a good segue. (laughs) But but that's not how the cookie crumbles. Did you watch anything else? I did watch one last thing. Okay. It was was one episode of um, one of those nature documentaries. It's uh, Our Planet on uh, Netflix. Okay. The new one with uh, what's his name doing the the narration? I don't know who's doing the narration. Is it uh, Attenborough? Maybe. I think think he has one. And he is the guy who does like Planet Earth, Blue Planet, that sort of thing. Yeah, it is. It's David Attenborough. He's awesome. This is simply breathtaking. Yes. Like, I mean. I can imagine. there, There are. There are three things that people need to one. The cinematography is fantastic. Like this had to have been captured by drones because these people are just they're just like they're so close. There's right. just no have way you ever human... watched any of these. Like, I do. I watch them from time to yeah, time. They're when... amazing what they're doing now. Yes. It's insane. Dude. Um, especially if you have like one of these new high quality yeah. HD TVs. Like it's just beautiful. But they're even streaming. It looks insane. Yes. It's ridiculous. And 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 the music I, I was blown away by sort of like the music. And like I'm always really impressed with how they sort of frame and they can create a story with the footage that they get. Like here's the mom and she's doing the thing there is uh there they do a little bit about like uh flamingos and where they go and how they sort of raise their young or whatever and there's this like trek that they all have to do the young ones because they can't fly yet and they need to like go across like this like 20 mile basin or something right and they show one who spent a little too much time on his legs and so he's got uh salt like caramelized around his legs so he's trying to like keep up with everybody but he's falling he's dead it just breaks your heart i mean he doesn't die you don't see him die but it just breaks your heart because you know he's dead it's crazy because these now they're making them so it's almost like you're watching like a narrative story when they're going through like the different animals that you're following yes it's really it's something else man there's um there's a, a fun one uh, which is a, a little bird that like all these birds have like, you know, the way that they try to uh, entice their mates. Mates, right. And uh, there's one that does like what I can only describe as a jittering moonwalk. And it's okay. And it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, and then the the most impressive, the moment that I like I fell in love with the show was there's um, like these hyenas and they're coming after like this pack of uh, wildebeests. Always fun. And the good old this, African fucking yes. chase down eating scenes are always great. And it's this pack of wildebeest, but then they, they always go for the young, obviously. They're you smart. Know. Yep. And this young is getting really close to getting hit. 
and the like getting taken the mom comes back and she's just so big so she like shields the kid and the kid is just in a full-on sprint and then he gets to the safety of like the rest of the herd and the music is fucking phenomenal like it it was it's more moving than anything i saw in the new game of thrones episode oh not even close (laughs) well that's when you're like cheering it on there was something in the last planet earth where like they showed these turtles that have to be buried and hatch like Mm -hmm. in this rocky beach area right now once they hatch the first thing they have to do is make it from that area to the actual beach or some Mm -hmm. shit okay um are they they're iguanas or fucking turtles. I don't remember. I think iguanas maybe. But anyway, they hatch. But to get there, they have to go through like all these snakes. Oh, Jesus. So you're like sitting there just like cheering it, on this iguana. Let's go, turtle. Yeah, and after, 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 when, it's, when it's over, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because <laughs> like, you're cheering it's a documentary. On, you're cheering on nature. Yeah, it's uh, those are good. Yeah. And that guy's voice is just. He's it, just great. It's beautiful. The American version of Planet Earth, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, the BBC America version was okay. Sigourney Weaver. And was everybody really? was all pissed. Really? Because he's the best. So like when the Blu-rays came out, she was just gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. All right. What's uh, what's your last? My thing? last one is The Witch. So uh, I have yes. three f- trifecta of horror. Uh, this one, I'm going to have to make an admission here. Okay. Um, I gave people shit for not really liking Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked The Witch the first time I saw it. Right. But I didn't think it was great. Right. And I think a lot of it had to do with expectations. Now, there, I feel like there's a lot of people that Hereditary might be. That's kind of the same deal for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But. I don't think it's as good as hereditary. Right. I'll get that out of the way. I know a lot of people would say it's way better. Right. Um, It is fucking good though. Like it is all about paranoia, which is kind of like the whole witch, you know, thing period as far as, but, but it's like, it's there, but it's like actually a real witch. Mm. So it's like paranoia. Because no, I do plan on there's watching too much this. weird shit going on okay. for you to believe that it's not a witch. Okay. Like, and it's not a witch in the sense that you're thinking. Right. Even yeah, yeah. when I say that. Right. You know what I mean? But no, you should watch it. We should talk about this one. It's um, it's like super atmospheric. I really think a big factor in my enjoyment of this, too, is that they they kind of speak in that like old timey English, right. you know, you shan't do this mm. and, you know, thou and whatever, like kind of the Shakespearean kind of dialect. Uh, and I think in the theater, I had some trouble hearing some of that uh, shit. Whereas okay. I'm home alone watching it by myself. I just crank that shit up. Right. I mean, theoretically, if I wanted to, I could have thrown some subtitles on. Mm-hmm. But it is a movie where it's like it takes you a few minutes watching it. Like, OK, you got to acclimate. It's weird. And it, you do acclimate, though. Yes, you do. It's strange. I've noticed that with just about any movie that has somebody with a really thick accent. You right. you eventually acclimate to it. Correct. Um. Uh, to as much as you're capable of. Right. Um, but that's interesting in that I, I think this is why I always say, like, if you like, a, if you respect a movie, if Correct. you respect the work that went into it, but you didn't love it, it's probably worth a second viewing because you might feel different the yes, second time. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. And no, and I it was one of those where I was like, 
I immediately when it ended was like, I'm going to watch that again soon. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. it, which was weird Yep. because like there, there's something towards the end of this that I cannot believe I wasn't blown away by <laughs> the first time I saw it. Okay. Like there's a scene in this without giving anything away that is so fucking cool and badass and weird okay. that I cannot believe that I didn't walk out of the theater like that was fucking amazing. And might have just been your mood at the time. You know, I mean, shit like that happens. It's so you know? weird. But yeah, everybody watch that one. I'm going to. Yeah, I'll let you borrow that. Too, All right. So you can watch it. But yeah, um, other than that. I mean, we are we, on to such disappointment. Yeah, I uh, Twitterverse is going nuts. People are going nuts over this episode of Game of Thrones. We're recording on Monday. So this was last night. I feel like everybody is just, oh, it's Game of Thrones and people died and it was a battle episode. It's so a therefore, battle. I mean, I don't want to minimize it. If you liked it. Fine. That's, it wasn't that's your bad. Thing. That's that's your own thing. I I feel like from a potential from a potential standpoint, the potential, the potential right. that could have happened in this versus what we got. This is so stock uh, Game of Thrones on autopilot that in that respect, it's bad. Now it's not super poorly executed. I'd give it like a C or a C plus for an episode, though. I don't think it was great. I'll give it like a B minus or B or something. Okay. Uh, but but you're right. It's not the Battle of Blackwater. It's not the hard battle, home. It's not the Battle it's of the Bastards. It's not the Battle of the Bastards. It's not the Red Wedding. It's not the fucking Ned getting his head chopped off. It's not the Mountain versus the Red Vi- And it should be that's, that's the all thing of is, those things. It should it, be in that sh- class. What it should be because of what this means. I mean, this is... I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, this is the fight for humanity against the White Walkers. Correct. This is what your series has been leading to. It's basically this and one other battle. Yeah. And the way that this was handled, I mean, it's so anticlimactic. Well, it's just odd to me, the strategy, too. And I don't know if George is going to end up going this way with it. Because I really to hope me, he doesn't. To me, like... I, I always was reading these and watching these, at least leading up to this season or even before last season, whatever, thinking the squabbling going on between mankind is just a distraction that's, for the yes. real threat that's coming from up there. And yeah. nobody believes in that. And I've, that is the that is the real fight. I've always thought that it was. And you know, not you that might, the other one's not a real. Fight, and, and you might be thinking that I'm throwing politics into this, but I always thought it was a little bit of a metaphor of like like a metaphor for global warming or just natural disasters in in themselves because it's like you're all so busy fighting each other there's something that you can't fucking talk your way out of that's well, but, coming yeah i mean i would agree that i don't know if it's i mean i don't know what exactly you can narrow it down to but you're right it's the political squabbling and then there's this greater threat and if you just all come together and fight it then everything would be okay yeah i think i mean i don't i think that's pretty clear that's what it's about but apparently not because yeah. it's just about sneaking up on the dude and stabbing him well, and the good guys are the only ones that have to fight the bad thing. And the yeah. bad guys, well, Can I mean, just hang well, it back. you know what? And that's where the show has kind of lost its way to is because 
There was a time when I wouldn't have classified good guys and bad guys mm. as a thing in this universe. But right. now it's there. It's very clear. I mean, outside of the walkers who are just bad because they're this entity. Right. But even now within the the, the classes, the groups, I feel it's like easier you- for me to just like... Okay, they're bad, they're good. Whereas before it was always kind of there was shades of gray. I feel and, like there know. were shades of gray with certain characters, but I feel like a lot of them were pretty clear cut. Okay. Brienne is pretty clear cut. Tyrion's pretty uh, pretty clear cut. Uh, I mean, John Snow kind of was a always prick in been, the beginning, but yeah, prick but monster are two different things. That's would, true. And Jon Snow has been ignorant at times. Ignorant. Cersei, but, Cersei, you felt bad for, even right. though she was a bitch. But eventually she just became a monster. Right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. The show, it doesn't feel the same anymore. No, it's not the same Especially after last night. I mean, I've got serious fucking gripes with this episode. I mean, one of the quick ones is the cinematography was not good. No, that was my biggest problem with it. And they did this too. I can't remember the name of the battle when Mance Raider and the wildlings came right. and attacked. And yes. Grit got hit with the arrow from the kid, which is yeah. great. Great moment. Way better than any moment in this episode. Um, but you couldn't really see that one either. There's, it's. There, the, I could see that one more though, and I distinctly remember I suppose. that. Well, and and there's moments of this that you can see pretty well, like when Arya's in the castle and things are. But, yeah. But there's a clear strategy to blur this up because we have to spend all this money on effects. There, yes. it has to be it. Oh, absolutely, it has to be absolutely. And I would say because of that, you couldn't see shit. And a lot of it was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who who is where. And that's really frustrating when you're trying to be like immersed in a show. Right. That's really frustrating. Um, I mean, there were a few shots in the dragon battle that was okay. But I mean, the fact that the dragon battle lasted like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. They spent so much time flying around in circles. Like, we get it. We get it. Now we can get to the idiocy. Like, I have said. Oh, this is all spoilers, by the way. (laughs) I have said that this episode is nothing but idiocy and missed opportunities. Well, the the strategy by the good guys, and I I don't understand what they were doing. So Can can we list all the dumb things that they did? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to start with is I think the plan is, if I remember correctly, that the the John and Danny are going to be with their dragons waiting for the Night King to show himself and attack him, right? That's Okay, so... Okay, so that's dumb in that you can torch these walkers with right. the dragons. But the but the the dumbest thing, the thing I don't really get, and maybe someone can explain this to me, is you have the Dothraki, and they have this great. It's a it looks cool when uh, Melisandre comes and lights their right their swords back on when fire. I was still on on board with the right, episode. Yeah, and then they charge, but like real quickly, you're like, like, and it looks it's a really cool idea. Like as they're dying, the yeah. flames are going out. It's a yes. neat cinematic moment. Yeah, but you think about it, and you're like, what was what, the point of that? Right. Yeah. Like, why would you? Why are you doing this? You can't see shit. And also, the idea is like, I, I said it while watching it. I said it to my girlfriend. I said, if we had the atomic bomb. At the beginning of World War II, would we have waited or would we have gone and used that first to just end the shit? Because that's what these dragons are. And the fact that they're just sitting back, not doing. I mean, the least you could do is create a path of fire so that people could could see. 
Well, right. Or, and right after that, that happens with the guys charging, like, why didn't you fire the, the flaming catapult shots yeah. before? Like, if you don't want to use the dragons yet because they have their own dragon, right? that's okay. Right. But what the fuck, you know, and we're not sitting here as like strategic war minds by no, any means, but, it, but just, it is, you're watching it. You're right. There's moments where you're just like, okay, is this a nitpick? Or does this just make no sense? And it right. didn't really make much well, sense. The, the, like, okay. So then there's the part where they they light the um the the spikes that are the trench. In, the trench. Yep, the they trench. light the trench. And then there's nobody there waiting. I mean, the fact that they don't ever think of the fact that these are undead. They and don't they can care. Just, yeah. That, that they can just do what they did is is just it's beyond me that nobody could think that they would use tactics that are different than the living. Like John fought these guys. He knows they're undead. He knows what they're capable of just because he's never seen them lay down on a fucking fire. Doesn't mean he couldn't infer that they're capable of such things. Well, it's like in modern day in our real world, there's like certain terrorist groups and shit that are willing to fucking run right. in a building and blow themselves up. That's right. what these are. They're yeah. people who don't give a shit. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, and, there's a and, part of me who has, I was like, just keep the Dothraki just or not Dothraki, the uh, the Unsullied the right unsullied. there. And they just sit there and stab whoever walks through. It's just another line of defense. And if you had had somebody there who was just kind of like, all right, let's pick up the bodies and just sort of shove them back over, you'd be fine. You're just lighting their clothes on fire as they fall onto the fucking thing. You could just relight them. Yeah. It just, it just, it just. Why isn't the dragon just going in circles? Yeah. Just burning everything. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's and, and like Did, when they're piling up like the Helms Deep style with yeah. like the ladders and shit or I don't even think there's ladders. They're, they're just, just climbing like using each, other. each other. Yeah, that and John at that point is like sitting with his dragon like on the side of the right. building or yeah. something. And for, for 20 saying, minutes just doing nothing. Danny takes one of the biggest advantages that she have, which is what she has, which is an aerial advantage. And she lands the only advantage she has. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically. I mean, what else is she going to do? Well, I mean, she's got fire. So, I mean, she's basically like a flamethrower just running around in the Middle Ages. But the fact that she lands basically in a sea of undead is pure idiocy. Like, John, he's running after the Night's King. We all know what he's trying to do. He's going to stab him and he's going to save the day. But the framing is so poor because he's so far away. This one didn't bother me as much as it did you. This one bothered me because, like, it, it was a matter of, like, all you had to do was have him be closer. And it instantly makes it more more dramatic because you're like, can he get there? Will he get there? Right. But you could also be playing the he's so desperate that he does. He, I mean, he's going to try no matter what. Yeah, but he seemed right? like an idiot because there was no fucking <laughs> the second that his the second that the dude's hands go up. It's like run the other way because you're surrounded by enemies. Well, and it's funny because at that point, like. They know the rules. Exactly. Like, so why, why even, I mean, I get it. They knew that the Night King was the goal. Yeah. They did. But it didn't seem like as much focus was on the Night King as should be. Also, I mean, I just, okay. So Danny landing, that's one. John being an idiot, that's another. The trench is one. The Dothraki is another. Um, the fact that Bran is a dude who can warg and he doesn't do shit with that. Yeah, I don't understand what he did. He he flew birds. I saw so a meme today that he went and watched Endgame during the <laughs> battle scene. 
but time no, you, well spent. He warged into a bird, and then you're like expecting them to like do something with yeah. that, and they do nothing, which I is mean, odd. It's like, dude, take the birds and run into the fucking Night King's face, make him fall off the thing. Yeah, anything, anything, do anything, Bran. You have superpowers. Do anything. You didn't do anything. Yeah, it's weird, though. It's like and they don't do a good job of explaining, like, what his purpose is Mm. in the world. Like, is he not supposed to fuck with the conflict of man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there doesn't seem to be any reason he can't do something. And then I hated the fact that taken ghost over and ran around and fucking did some shit would have been cool. Yeah. But I I hated um, I hated the fact that, like, we've got this big bad and he's killed in one of the most anticlimactic ways. But that's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing is like they didn't do anything with it. They didn't do anything with like who is the Night King? How was he made? Why does he feel the need to kill Bran? Why did he actually decide to go into the battle instead of just hang back and do nothing and let everybody else take care of it and win the fucking day? Like, I think he's obsessed with killing the three eyed raven or whatever. That's his like purpose. Fine. He does realize like everybody was an idiot in this, not just the humans. The undead like were morons to do. Like, send one of your dudes. Would have been fine. Or, yeah, if you want to kill him yourself, have him go pick up Bran and bring him to you and kill him. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It is weird. It's like there are a few bits where it's like a, a line of dialogue to... Because it's possible that this shit has been explained in some ways, but they don't reiterate it. So well, you're going into it not really understanding... They- they said last episode that he's he wants to kill Bran because Bran is like the memory of humanity. Right. He's like the good. He's what's standing in his way. Right. Like until he's gone, he'll never really have won. Yes. Right. And so like I get that. But the fact that like I don't know who he is, they never deepened the mythology. There was no twists in this. There was no real story in this. There was no twists. You're right. I mean, I guess it's a twist that Arya pops up and kills him. I guess. And then and then they kill nothing but red shirts in the whole fucking episode. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say there are, there's a few that are a couple tiers above red shirts, but they didn't kill any of the platinum tier. Right. I will not. Okay, I'm being hyperbolic there. Like they're obviously not red yeah, shirts. Like they Jorah's have lines. Been and they're since they're real characters. Right. But the fact that they're like there is a clear tier system with the characters, yes. and Jorah is not. He's not Danny. He's not John. Those characters dying that would have meant something. This well, there's means still time to kill him. There is. I'm just saying the fact it just it was so predictable. You know, You're like right. they killed the like they killed the one dude from the wall, and I'm like. I'm supposed to care Gren or whatever the fuck whatever his the, name uh, is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know his and name. And I like that character. But I mean, like I care. You're right though. Yeah. It yeah. was it was the most it was one of the most toothless episodes of Game of Thrones right. ever. Right. Like if you if you wanted to really have an impact, you kill like Brienne, Jamie, yes. Tyrion, Sansa, Arya. I'm not even going to put Bran on the list cuz fuck Bran. I don't give a shit. I don't right. think anybody really gives right. a shit. Uh now, but do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I mean, I've I've ripped this episode to shreds, but there are things that I like, and I think we both like basically the same thing. So the first thing um, that I thought was like masterfully well done and just a lot of fun and intense mm-hmm. was the Arya sneaking around the castle with the zombies in the library, and like that whole bit, right. was fucking awesome. And I, I liked thought. and I liked it a lot because of how different it was and how it stood out, and the cinematography was better there, and the tension 
team was better there. Right. The only problem I had was I was like, there's so many of them. Like, why are they walking around? Quiet? Like, they seem to just run in and kill. Like, it, and why wasn't it like super loud outside? Like, how come we're not hearing the screams and shit? That's and, a good point. Those know, are so kind of nitpicky. They're, they're nitpicky, right. but it's one of those things where I'm like, it's a fun little scene. I'm not sure if it makes sense. Well, so I don't think they know she's in the library or they're, which was why I was like, I don't know why they're, they're doing, searching. They're okay. searching. Yeah. I, I don't still know why they're not like just, I was a little surprised there were so few of them in the castle. I think that was kind of the thing. Well, they're kind of getting fucked up and fighting outside. Right. I mean, yeah. it worked. It worked. It was like, right. It was fun to watch her kind of play like the, the that stealthy, was, yeah. you know, and then the other part that I really liked um, was Tyrion and Sansa's moments down in the crypt. Best moments of the episode because they actually meant something. Right. And like him, 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 like trying to, you know, battle with the idea that like he can't help in this situation, even though we know watching these idiots do this battle yeah. plan that he, he could have fixed the whole fucking he problem. He really could have. Well, and then there was a part of me who was like, you know, like they, like we talked about, like they start climbing each other and they start going up the castle. Right. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, like back in the olden days, they, they had like hot oil. Hot that they just, oil, that dump they, it on. Yeah. And I'm like, the fact that they don't have any, they, they have like nothing, like they're so ill-prepared. It seems like what a modern person would think a olden day battle would be. Right. It, it seems so ill-conceived. Yes. It's yeah. astonishing. For it, a show as well thought out as this no show. It's no Helms Deep. No. no. <laughs> I, kept say, I kept saying that throughout the whole episode. I was like, I, I want to watch Helms Deep so bad after this because that is masterful. Right, right. And it's not just the effects. It's no. the decisions being made and the way that it all works out makes sense. Right. Well, and I think of like the assault on, on, on the wall by the undead or whatever. Sure. That was one of those ones where like there was an escalation to the episode. Are you talking about the, the Mance Raider wildlings? Yeah. Attack? Yes, that one, yeah, that one. Right. Yes, there was an escalation to that things. That was there, great. There were tons of like, oh shit moments. Yes. Like that changes the the fundamentals of this battle. Right. There was basically none of that here because we already knew everything. There were no surprises. It was very just, this is what well, it is. And you really set up like, okay, this, the, I mean, episode two was all about getting you prepared, right? Yes. Like you're going to lose these people. People are going to die. And it's going to be rough. And then you and don't then lose anybody. You don't really lose many people. You don't lose the ones that you're super concerned with losing. Agreed. Um, I would say like I, as a I, big of a fan as I am, like I should be really upset that Jorah died. Yeah. But it wasn't done effectively. He like, was one of my I favorite was way, characters. I was way more sad just to find out that he had grayscale. Yes. When that happened. Oh, yeah. Way I mean, more upset. I, I just, I cannot believe how sort of botched certain moments were. It was really crazy. I'd say maybe my favorite moment because it was, it was the one that came with the sense of relief was, was when she killed the, the Night, Night King. King. Um, not a, like not clever. Not interesting. Um, doesn't do anything for your world, really. Like, like in an interesting way, it gets way. rid of. It the gets rid threat, of the. But like by flipping a light switch. Yes, basically. Yeah, and so like it was cool to see her do it because I love Arya. She's one of my favorite characters, but it's just so okay. Okay, well, there's that. You know? It's true. And and then and the worst thing is and like people be like, you're a fan of the Avengers movie. Like, how can you say this? But like, there's something just sort of 
boring and annoying about like oh boring we and kill annoying. yeah yeah <laughs> something bored and annoyed i'm very but yeah but it's just annoying to have the whole like you kill the one thing and everything dies it's the episode one thing with the droids right it sort of bothered me because i'm like ah uh, like you got your magical out yeah it's i mean i mean we never found out like anything about the night king i cannot believe that like we found out his origins way back in the day but it would have been so much more effective if we had found out like yeah we he didn't is a get, brand like a great amount of his origins though we like, just found out like we just got basically this is what happened to make him him but right. that's it but like, we, don't we don't know, know who, who he is who right. he is why he does what he does like why does he want to do this that's interesting why does he want to make everybody undead i don't know because he's evil because he's evil. Yeah. So interesting. Right. It would have been more interesting to like, oh, there's gray. There's gray to him, too. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, people have fucked his world up and now he's, you know, this is the only way to protect his. kind. I mean, I've kind of built that up in my mind. Right. For the character myself. Right. But, but there's no answers in the no. show. And that's so frustrating. It's it's one of the most shallow episodes of Game of Thrones ever made. You hated this. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, you guys had something truly special on your hands here with potential and you squandered every ounce of it i cannot believe it i only give it a c plus because like <laughs> i only give it a c plus because it's game of thrones i really you know i'm it would, it's not it, a complete disaster no, of an episode of television no it's not right. i mean it's it is impressive what it can do based on the budget and you know like this was inconceivable 10 years ago on that scale you're right. It's impressive. From a narrative perspective, it sucks balls. It makes me sad that people still don't get, though, why that like people are fucking raving about this. There's a certain segment of people are raving about this episode. It's like you don't even get why the show is good. Well, it's, it's like that's how I feel. Maybe right. I sound like a snobby asshole. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not. This is not what made Game of Thrones what it is. Who the fuck thinks this was better than the mountain killing the Red Viper or right. Joffrey choking and dying or right. who the fuck thinks this like that, is better right. who people are saying this is the best episode ever on social media i think they i don't think that they could be any more wrong i think this is maybe the worst this is the only episode <laughs> like literally this is the only episode of game of thrones that's actually made me mad well like I, everybody's giving me shit because and i will say i did come into work today and the first person i talked to i said i was a little bit underwhelmed and he goes thank you so it's not like we're alone out there. Good. There are people that feel the same way, but it is like, like, and if you want to like it, that's fine. Like, that's fine. I just feel like I have legitimate reasons for hating it. I really well, do. I'm, I just want you to sit in front of me after you've had time to digest this and really think about it and tell me why this is so great. Mm. I just want to hear the explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause I, if it's I, just because if it's just Arya's a badass and Jon Snow is cool, we know and, that. Yeah, it's like nothing new, right? Nothing new or special or interesting. All right, well, garbage. I mean, do <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you're making me hate it more. Like it's true. It is really not very good. It makes me mad. I was I so hope that excited. The plotting is better coming up here. I'm really if not on board. If they fuck up Cersei, like the whole Cersei thing too, like mm. 
so far, given that this has been a two-year wait and this is what we've gotten so far, I'm this is my least favorite season of well, Game of Thrones see, so See, I'm getting shit because I thought the second episode was amazing, okay. but maybe that loses a little bit of its amazingness because it led to this. I mean... It's still a way, way better episode. Yeah, it's 100% better. And I I was still disappointed in it, but it's still way better than this. Yeah, it was, I mean, I thought it was great. One of the best episodes in years, in my opinion. But but again, I'm not, like last night, uh, full disclosure, Alex texted me right afterwards, I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Because I've been coming in each week. I've been the defender. Yes. You know, and... uh, I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I, right. was, I was processing it, but I should be leaping out of my seat in joy that it was so good. <laughs> that should be the reaction. Yes. Well, I remember Battle of the Bastards. I was on the edge of my she- seat. I was jumping. I was like, fuck yeah. There were yeah. so many fuck yeah moments in that this, episode. This was like the last Jedi of Game of Thrones. Mm. Like you, it's you, not you, a- you finish it and you're just like, what the fuck? I don't even know if it's that. It's like... <laughs> It's like the Thor 2 of Game of Thrones. Ooh. Is it that bad? It's stock bullshit where nothing interesting happens. At least at least Last Thor Jedi 2, tr- some funky shit happened. I guess yeah. Last Jedi some funky shit happened. But, but yeah, no, it's we don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's not very good. Let's go to something happier. The Marvel Universe. Yeah. Something that rarely lets me down. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I that would have been true of Game of Thrones like two, three weeks ago. Vape time. If you want to get your vape out, it's time to suck on the vape. I thought you were going way in a way different direction with that. Holy shit. You might need to cut that. Um, yeah. No. Uh, Marvel. Yes. Uh, where does Marvel go from here? So uh, full spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Correct. Yes. This is your spoilers. warning. It's a great movie. We're going to make this warning as long as possible. So you got some chance to like get, Turn your, it get, off. get your phone and press the pause button. Say, fuck you, Jackson and Alex. Can't believe you didn't like Game of Thrones. I'm done listening to this podcast. I hope we get comments. Oh, we definitely will. I, it's But that's my life, though. Like, I hate things, and the people are just like, you're a monster. So, yeah. I'm pretty used to it at this point. Uh, but we did not hate Endgame. No, we both Neither one pretty of us. much we loved, both loved it. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so I had this conversation today with someone who's just like, so what? There's all these other heroes you can do. And I'm like, well, that isn't really the point, though. Mm. There's, there's multiple issues that I see. Maybe they're not issues because Marvel seems to just do everything. They just shit gold. Yeah. But to me, losing Tony Stark hurts big time. Right. Um, because he's such an awesome fucking character. Uh, there's C- Captain America fans, too. He's awesome. But you have to you. You did now set a precedent. More yes. importantly, mm-hmm. of this was it. All the big battle shit you've done over the course of these 22 movies now paled in comparison to this. Yes. So you need to start from scratch, I guess. What you need to do is you need to start small and you need to start intimate. Because small and intimate, what I know like some people. Like Spider Man movie was that. Like Homecoming yeah. was that. Yeah, yeah. I would say. You need to do that. You need to get back to, like, it's okay to have the climax be, you know, uh, uh, 
Bruce Wayne facing off against Two Face in a in a you know Brawl. hostage yeah. situation. Right. That's okay, and you can do that with Spider Man. You could do that with Iron Man if you really wanted. You know, I mean, not now, but. You could have. You kind of did that with him and Obadiah Stone or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. just a hand-to-hand combat it's fight true. for control of the company, basically. Basically, yeah. You know, um, so I think that's how you answer that is because yeah, it's going to really be it's going to be tough to outdo that battle at the end. But it's just going to be weird too because I mm. feel like a lot of these now because you still have a shared universe, so you're still going to have movies where characters are popping in and out of these things. But it's like now you've got this fucking thing hanging over it that mm. was so epic and ridiculously crazy. Yes, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be. I, I like I said, um, I. I feel like Marvel sort of has been dealing with this for a long time. Like the whole like, oh, well, they did it crazy good in the Avengers. How do you do that? Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon said, and he didn't exactly make good on it, but he's like, there's the temptation to go bigger and more explosions and whatnot. But the way that you make a better sequel is you go deeper and more personal with the characters. Okay. And that's what Marvel is just going to do here. Um, and you're still going to get like, there's going to be an Avengers movie in three years or whatever, and it's going to be the new people. And that's where you're going to get your big splash page moments. Well, and that's where people like me are going to be like, oh, not hashtag, not my Avengers. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, but if the backbone of your Avengers now is Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Uh, she's not and- the backbone. But I know, but she's going to be one of the she'll, she'll be one she'll of the, be one of the big Avengers, you know, like, and if her next move like and this has always been my stance. Marvel sort of knows, OK, if a character isn't done well, either we put them on the back burner or we really retool them. I mean, look at what they did with Captain America. Look what they did with Thor. I say Thor is the best example of that. Right. right. Well, well, Cap one was not well. Beloved. That's true. But but the character was kind of the same. Yes. Uh, whereas Thor, I feel like they kind of like, OK, we right. just now we're taking this too seriously right. right now. We really need to just play out this fucking funny. Exactly. Goofy Thor. Exactly. And they and they auto they corrected with um, the Hulk because they thought that people didn't like Edward Norton Hulk. So they they made, uh, you know. The Avengers Hulk, which is, I think, more to date, fun. the most beloved version of the Hulk. Ah, fuckers. <laughs> no, just the original Avengers one. I mean, the fat. No, the fuckers scene, still. Fuckers. The fuckers. Scene, fuckers. The scene fuckers. where he's fighting. Ed Norton's Hulk is the best Hulk in the MCU so far. I. Hmm, Spider-Man I 2 is still the best Marvel movie. <laughs> Game of Thrones, whatever battle we just saw last night wasn't very good. Those are the three facts of life. <laughs> Facts of life. That's all you need to know. Facts of life. (laughs) But Um, no, I did. I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's going to be the case. I mean, what what you do is you build the 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 core team around characters that are have a lot of good faith behind them right now, which is Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, um, and I guess we'll see sort of how like these TV shows go with like the Wanda and Vision show or. The uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show, which I'm wondering if they're going to retitle now. I mean, who knows what they're going to do now? Um, but you just listed all those characters and immediately I'm like that. It's it's just it's odd for me. Right. I'm still going to go see the movies. But right. I'm not like I, 
it's weird for me to reset my investment. Right. You know what I mean? Because to me, the MCU is something I've been invested in for 11 years and you've added these nice little add-ons. They're little trinkets, little yeah. bullshit, but the, the engine is still Tony Stark and Captain correct. America. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is like the whole universe was sort of structured around them. Their choices, the things that they did affected the universe. Um, and that's why it's important that they're gone. And now somebody has to fill that void. We just the reason that it's so hard to see is because we don't know who's filling that void and we don't know how they're going to fill that void. Well, I can already tell you like movies that I would be excited about. Like I'm excited about the idea of these Disney Plus shows. Right. I'm excited about um, Guardians 3, hopefully co-starring Thor. Yes, absolutely. Um I mean, I get. I a guess Thor I'm excited with Taika about. Waititi. Yeah, sure. Or like Black Panther two. I right. guess I would be excited about Spider Man. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm just. I'm a little. It just feels it. It was such an event, and there was such a finality to it. Yeah. That I. I not only do I worry about like the quality going forward, but I also am concerned that like the weight of what I just saw is diminished over time. Mm. Like, not only are the movies not that great going forward, but maybe in 10 years, I don't see Endgame as this fucking, oh. you know what I'm saying? Why would? Uh, well, because it's like, okay, well, they just kept going anyways, and it was just more monstrosities that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Yes and no. Like, I mean, uh, the comics are always going to be a, sort of a, a sense of like diminishing returns and can we top ourselves kind of thing that's just sure. the nature of well, it but like even like thinking about like return of the jedi and right. i love that movie um i lo i loved it more for a different reason right then right you know what i'm saying yes and and that was a little different because that was actually supposed to just be the end yes period yeah but you know it's not the end and like you 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 say like okay well you're always still gonna have that and i understand that like when people bitch about the new trilogy of star wars or the prequels it's like you can pretend they don't exist yeah and just watch them but you know right you do know there's a part of me that says that that's sort of on you as the viewer to just say i'm not it gonna is. let this new thing bother my enjoyment especially like what if the movies that come out like they just are good Oh, I'm sure they will be right. No, like that. Well, that's the other thing. Like, I'm not blaming them. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying from my perspective, what my concerns are right. over this. Right. Um, but yeah, like, you know, people bring up like characters like Warlock, Adam Warlock and shit. I'm like, OK, I'm excited for X-Men. Right. I'm excited for Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom. Like, yeah. please make Doctor Doom the new Thanos that you right. build up into this fucking thing. I hope that Doom, uh, I hope they do another sort of three phase thing where it's sort of like, I, I mean, you really look at the first three phases of Marvel and they really were like, they're just like a movie. It's like set up, you know, set up act, sure. complication act, and then the finale. Right. Um, and, and I hope that they do that with the new characters because I feel like they're owed that. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. I mean, you can't. You can't in three or four more years be back at like an end game type right situation. I mean, you can. I mean, it's 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 the idea of like, you know, there's always going to be threats, but you're right. You can't be at like a universe ending kind right. of one, um, which brings me to like, you got to go a little bit more personal. You've got to stop with so many um, 
CGI battle scenes. Well, that may be <laughs> crossover I mean, characters hopping in other people's movies. That I mean, doesn't bother me at all. I think the okay. thing that you have to stop is maybe so many extraterrestrial threats. Because if it's just aliens coming to Earth all the time. Seems like it's been the thing. Like I mean, recently. And, and the way that they did it was it's all behind Thanos. Thanos right. was yep. the whole thing. But you, you do need to ease up on that. It, it should be a lot of sort of Earth-based problems. How does Earth deal with the Avengers Super being villains gone? villains that are like, yes. yeah. Terrestrial-based. Right. Um, and, but then there are things that I would love. Like, I want... Okay, so we're getting like these great shows. Uh, well, hopefully great shows. We got right. the... The uh, Bucky it's great and Falcon news one. that we're getting the shows. Yes. Well, it's kind of nice because like you can spend time with Bucky and Falcon, and you know if they show up after their show in a movie, you're going to be that much more invested in them because right now you're not super invested in them. Right. But I mean, you are, but you're not nowhere near Tony and Cap, and even you won't be close even after the show. But still. But then you got Wanda and Vision. That one's kind of interesting to me because Vision's still gone. What do you do there? I mean. In the comics, Wanda, I mean, she does one of the coolest fucking things. It's called House of M. She literally gives everybody on Earth the thing that they want. Okay. So, so like, Spider-Man, like, when Stacy's alive. Wolverine, like, his love and interest is alive. There you Magneto, go. Do that. Yeah. So, that could be the basis of the show, but it's all fake. And basically, like, they ended up having to kill her because she was fucking up reality, um, which was tragic and whatnot. But they could do that. Loki series, that's going to be a lot of fun, but, you know, who knows how that's going to play into. And then you got Hawkeye. But then you've got really interesting things that I think you could do some really cool stuff with. Like, you've got the Eternals coming out. Okay, see, I know nothing about them, so I don't care. The thing is... is But that's not fair, because maybe I'll care after I see their movie. Right. Well, and the thing about the Eternals is it's supposed to be, like, sort of like a precursor to, like... Like uh, like Thanos, like Thanos might show up in this movie. It's just going to be like a giant prequel kind of movie. Interesting. Okay. So I think we're getting into the point and I hope and I will see because we dealt with time travel in this movie. It's the first time time travel has really been utilized in the Marvel Universe. I think we might be getting some prequels, some some things in the future, maybe alternate reality things. Maybe. I don't know. But the thing is, is like this is how comics went. They just kept on getting more and more crazy, more and more ridiculous. I'm hoping that maybe the end of phase four, maybe the end of phase five, we have Kang the Conqueror who kind of comes through and he's like, Captain, like, like you said about in our review for Endgame, Cap did some, like these guys kind of did some selfish things. Maybe they broke certain timelines. Well, and that's what Civil War was about. They were a little bit fucking yeah. foolhardy and nutty yeah. with their bullshit. So I love the idea of like maybe you bring Steve Rogers back, like old Steve Rogers, and Kang comes back and like kills him. And Kang's like, you guys fucked up the timeline. I am <laughs> Kang from the future. I'm Kang. I'm the Kang from this other reality that you caused to be created yes. because you fucked with this when you did this. And and then you can play into you've got Fantastic Four because he's actually like a long distant relative of Reed Richards. Okay. So you could have that be like the personal tie to the villain. I think there's some, and then you could even tie in the Eternals, who apparently take place way back in time. That's how you bring them in: is you they go you time hop back there, and the Eternals come and help the new Avengers or whatever. Sure. You know, um, 
I think there's lots of possibilities. I feel like things have actually just opened up. Like, yes, we lost two of the biggest ones. But the potentials are huge. You are getting forward. the X-Men, too. Yes. Well, and that's the other thing is like X-Men, I mean, they can be terrestrial based. A lot of their good stories are terrestrial based, but there's also like those like bird people from space. I forget what they're called. The Shi'ar. That's okay. what it is. Um, too many potential. Like, I don't. It's an embarrassment of riches is what they have. Right it now. is nuts. Like, there's still giant books of shit that they could do uh, with the X-Men. Yeah. Just a little deviation off course here, right. but how the fuck do you tell X-Men again without telling the same fucking story that we've heard 57 times? I really don't know. You just do it better and hope that it doesn't matter that we've already heard it. I, I mean, really, I really don't know how they'll do you it. You agree that that's a problem? It's, though? it's the same problem they had with Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, they did pretty good with Spider-Man. They could have done it better. But well, they just kind of skipped it in the latest. They kind of skipped yeah. all the origin stuff, which there's a certain amount of Spider-Man missing when you just don't deal with the Uncle Ben stuff. Well, and I you certainly are fucking with shit if you don't have Magneto and Professor X fully like, you know, fleshed out. Right. And you just go into their story. I would, I would love it if they built up to it. Like, I think one of the worst things that X-Men one does is it just uses Magneto right away. It's okay. the thing that they did from the 2000s. They used like the iconic villain in the first film. Well, could it be, yeah, it could be interesting if you like. <sighs> like maybe the first one is just about them dealing with the prejudice of humanity. Well, yeah, it's just really fucked because like I was just about to go into, okay, maybe you start this one like in the past or, right. or younger or whatever, yeah. but you did that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's, you... it's really tough. It's really <laughs> tough. I, I feel like the thing that you do is you make them younger starting out. Okay. Um, that's one thing that would help. Um, and can we just recast the two guys who play them now? Hmm. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be smart, but they're both fucking good. They're really good. I know. Yeah. It's really, they're it's the shitty. only, they're the only ones I don't want to say bye to. Everybody right. else can go fuck themselves. Oh, well, I like Nicholas Holt. Yeah. But even him, I don't care. Well, like, he's not a good beast because they fucked with like, oh, I can turn off my beast <laughs> thing anytime I want. Let's take away all the pathos of my character. Right. Dumb. Horrible decision. Yeah. There's a few bad ones. So I don't know. And I don't know who you build the new series around, though. That's the thing, though. Right. Like, do you build it? Like, Reed Richards could potentially be your new Tony Stark. He's just, he's a different version. He's very That's detached. That's a tough one, too, because so many people find him so fucking corny. Like, you, the you, stretchy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I feel like you use the stretchy shit. The best comics use the stretchy shit sparingly, and they deal with him as a character and an inventor more. Okay. And those are better. Um, so you do that, but I mean, you could build it around him. You could build it around Dr. Strange being like, you know, one of the new like pillars. I fucking can't wait until we get more Dr. Strange. Well, cause Dr. Strange is interesting too. Cause like, I mean, where do we go with this interdimensional? I mean, it's still interdimensional shit, but like, you know, I, I guess there's still Baron Mordo out there. I don't know if that's an interesting sequel or not. Chewy Twill edgy four at the oh. end. There are too many sorcerers. Yep. Okay. Well, Okay. We just dealt with Thanos, so. I liked that. He was like, he kind of turned into a bad guy or he disagreed with Strange at the end, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good villain. It might be. It might be. I like that actor. He's great. Well, he'll elevate whatever he's given. Right. But yeah. Although we thought that about Mads. (sighs) 
He probably still elevated it. God, what a shame. Like, if you had to cast a guy as an MCU villain coming up here, you just wish that that card was still, you could still play it. I still it. want him as Doctor Doom. Or I a really hero, do. even. Play, put him as anything. Yeah, he had eye makeup on. We can still recast him. Yeah. We'll just. He could be Doom with the mask on. He really could. It'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> I still say he could Liam Neeson as Doom. <laughs> He hasn't made it in the MCU yet, has he? It's the has wolves. Liam shown up in the MCU? There are wolves in Latveria. Black no. bastards. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's him, a callback. Get him, out, get him out there just being Liam. Oh, my God. Uh, but no, he is, I can't believe he hasn't been in the MCU. He'll, he'll be in it eventually. Everyone will. will be in the MCU Isn't that eventually. Who do they announce is in it now? Uh, not Sandra Bullock. What, what actress? Oh. Uh, Angelina. Angelina, yeah. And David Harbour, who yep. just played Hellboy. Hellboy yep. They're getting everybody, uh, man. All the kids from Stranger Things are coming eventually. We'll get your what's-her-face from the Conjuring movies. We'll get her. Oh, Vera Farmiga? And her little uh, daughter. Or yeah, sister. she can play the young version of her. They don't even have to do the de-aging CGI. No, they just do. Yeah. Just mother and daughter. But yeah, I mean, I don't... We, the point is, is we don't know but, what but Marvel does. But there's hope. There is so much. I mean, there's there's more hope in this franchise than probably any franchise deserves to have hope after what just happened in that movie. Well, right. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you don't kill your two main characters and still have like, ah, we're fine. Where do we uh, where do we go with DC next? <laughs> Reboot. Reboot the whole fucking thing. I'm sorry, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Sorry. Gadot. God, we just can't get that one. It just sounds better with Godot. Right. Like if I were her, I'd say Godot. I just would. Yeah. I don't care what my parents said. But yeah, I, uh, I, I'm sticking with DC. You do the, okay, we'll keep her in her own movies and mm. like keep the stuff that works and let's just separate everything and do that for a while. Stop we, trying to build this fucking thing. Well, that's what the Joker's for. Right. Exactly. That's what you do. Yep. <laughs> I do find it funny. Like Marvel's like, we've got everybody crossing over and like, look at this fucking shit. And they're like, I guess we could do like a Joker movie. Well, okay. Here's, here's a question. Um, do you kind of wish at times that you could get a Marvel movie that's not part of the MCU? Oh, yes. That's just its yes. own thing. Yes, absolutely. Because it frees you because there's a certain, the problem is, and this is the thing that they're always going to struggle with is you have to be family friendly and there's a certain amount of a tone that you have to wiggle your way into, into. working in yeah like uh, winter soldier and civil war tend to be the ones that are a little bit more outside of that tone right so i mean but i also feel like they're like i feel like black panther was a little outside of that tone too it still had some of it but not a lot but you're right though there but i i i do wish that like i don't i wish that i could get like a new you know uh, Iron Man movie or, you know, maybe that's a bad example because he was just so fucking good at it. But I wish that I could get a movie where the cloud of the MCU, not that it's like this bad thing, wasn't hanging over the movie. Yes. Like, oh, this is another chapter of this huge thing. Yep. And it's almost how Guardians felt the first time you saw it. Yes. Like, because it was so outside of the norm. And that's what you can do. And that's where I like the idea of alternate reality movies. Okay. Is you could do... One of my fa- and I, I hope they don't make it an alternate reality, but I love the idea of like the Dark Avengers, which is they get all these like villains. Norman Osborn 
pretends that he's sane. He gets an Iron Man armor. That's where Iron Patriot came in. Is he wanted to be like Iron Man for his Dark Avengers so that he could kind of do whatever he that wants. That sounds amazing. It's fucking great. It's fucking like he was like, oh, I don't have like he's like, OK, we've got like we have the archetypes. OK, so I need a Hawkeye. I need a Wolverine. I need a Spider-Man. I need a big guy who's like from space, who's like a warrior. So I got Ares, the god of war. And uh, and uh, oh, man, but I don't have an Iron Man and I don't have a Captain America. Oh, I'll just fuse them and take the Iron Man armor that I have because Tony Stark is a wanted man after uh something went something down. went down yeah it was it was a great story spider-man was actually venom they just made him take some pills so he didn't go crazy okay and, and eat people it was it was fucking phenomenal what so we still have green goblin left to use we yes. still have dr octopus yeah. left to use i feel like they'll i'm the other thing I'm hoping is that Tom Holland sticks around for like a Harry Potter level of uh, Spider-Man <laughs> movies. I really, I mean, could you imagine like the fun it would be to see him go from like a 16 year old kid to like a 24 year old? Yeah, Like it would be so like if that's he turned what, out to be like the new Tony, like he picks up the mantle of Tony Stark. That'd be interesting. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I would, I would completely agree with that. I loved him. His moments with Tony at the end of that movie got me real good i mean he he's a phenomenal actor they they i i'm still floored with the casting that they get in these movies it's stupid <laughs> it's really stupid how good they do yeah but but yeah i think that's the end of the episode that's fine so long as you know they will never top spider-man 2 <laughs> so long as you know that that's an opinion not based in fact uh objectively Nope. There is no objective. <laughs> yes, there is. Next time you say objectively bad about something, I'm getting you on that. That's fine. I feel like, I feel like, okay. God damn it. <laughs> we just can't end the episode. I can't end the episode on that note. There is objectively good and objectively bad. I feel like, th and, and there are things that are objectively better. But it's opinions that kind of push certain things over the yes. top. Yes. Like, okay. you, you can say Winter Soldier is an objectively well-made movie. Correct. Now, can I say it's objectively better than Spider-Man 2? I don't, I don't really think I can make that argument. Well, because of course I don't, you can't, because it's not. But I don't think I can make that movie, uh, that argument about Spider-Man 2. Around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could, because it's better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, but yeah. no, I get it. Yeah. But anyways, that's the end of the episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Of the Game of Thrones episode, especially. Yeah. And, and our opinions on such. Yes. And then also, where do you where would you take the MCU? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to hear from, uh, I forget his name, but there was the guy who wrote in who uh, reviews comics. I would love to hear what he has to say yeah. about this. But uh, yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you didn't. Just to be a contrarian. Yep. Uh, go to boredandannoyed.com. Find our old episodes. Tweet me. Instagram me. All that shit is up there. So enjoy yourselves. Have a good week.